Wait, Did you that? see that? <gasps> what? Yeah. What is this? What? Oh my gosh, what's going on? No, no. This is the part that's scary because nothing's happening. <laughs> oh! Oh, oh my gosh. <gasps> no! <laughs> no! That was scary. That was scary. It's time for girls and ghouls. Okay, let's talk about it. Hey Siri, tell me a scary story. Once there was a woman named Bloody Mary. She would wander around to people's homes and appear to them in the dark. Oh, she's right behind you. That's not <laughs> cool, Siri. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's not cool. I'm going to see if mine tells a different one. Hey, Siri, tell me a scary story. There was a ghost and a headless horseman and a dead cat and a girl crawling out of a toaster. Or was it a television? <laughs> this is what we do when we're bored. <laughs> Play with Siri. Yep. Ask her to tell us stories. My Siri's not very fun, though. Well, she's kind of a poop head. <laughs> she's probably listening to you. You just heard her feelings. Probably. <clears throat> Everything's listening to us. Didn't we decide that? Listen. Like TV remotes are listening. Our computers are always listening. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I just wish that they'd listen to the right things. So that when I was like, man, I really need chocolate delivery. Like something would happen. <laughs> But nothing. It would just show up. Be like, bam! Yeah. Amazon chocolate delivery. But yeah. Daisy, why do you always wait until I start recording to tap dance into my office? She senses the bad juju. Oh, that's okay. Listen. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. It's not a ghost. Not this time, my friends. No. It's the crazy kitties. Come to me, child. <laughs> Join us in the land of the dark room. Oh, <laughs> crap. Which one goes in what ear? There we go. <laughs> are you confused with how earbuds work? Like, this is one earbud and this is two earbuds. Where are my ears? They're gone. Stick them in your nose. Bloody Mary took them. And it'll come out of your ears. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. That's the proper way. That's how we do it. Wearing them wrong. If they're not threaded through your sinus cavities, it's wrong. That's right. That's how you get the best sound. That's how you get decent bass. <laughs> yeah, you stick them in your nose and you like pat your belly really hard. Yeah, that's it. That's what we do. That's hilarious. That would be awesome if that really worked. I would do it. I probably wouldn't. I'd be like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't need defense. So apparently last week's episode freaked people the F out. No, it was fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. Well, I was certainly Sending fine. a 12-year-old medium into a very haunted Wasn't house. Wasn't that nice of them? I mean, I just feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm a mom of young children, but I feel like that mother should be called into question. I I agree. 
Be like, oh, I hey. wouldn't even my Marley's 16 and I wouldn't send her no. into one. Nope. Nope. I'm 32 and my mother wouldn't let me go on one. She'd be there like <laughs> starfished in front of the door, like, no. Wait till your father gets here. What would happen? Uh, Meanwhile, we've got other mother hilarious. who's like, yes, go into the demon house. It'll be fine. <laughs> go to the basement. It's fine. With the hole. With the hole. <laughs> With the hole See, in the basement. It sounds less intimidating when it's put that way. Like It's never a good thing when the basement has a hole in it, though. No, honestly, no. there's like a deep pit of misery. Right. I agree. <laughs> It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> That's a different story. A different story. Do you know the muffin? Man? Do you know that that was actually no? Do you know the Macarena? The Macarena? You said what's in the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> I I do also know the Macarena. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's been a minute. <laughs> think it's something like this and then down here i don't know (laughs) i swear i thought that's what you said no (laughs) hey macarena i'm I'm really glad that this is just audio (laughs) yep because i nearly did the like i was like stand up we'll do the dance man Sorry about what that I mute. started to say is, did you know that parts of that Silence of the Lambs guy with the tunnel and everything is from a true story? I have heard things like that, but that particular film bothers me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely terrifying and disturbing. But apparently there was a mm-hmm. guy, I don't remember where he lived, but he would bring uh, sex workers back to his house and then he would chain them okay. up in the basement. Oh, no. And he started digging a pit in the basement and every time he'd bring people oh. home, the pit would get bigger. He'd make them start digging the pit bigger and bigger and he'd leave them in the pit in his basement and he would starve them and he would abuse them and yep, all that fun stuff. So what my children believe I'm doing to them when I tell them they can't have a snack. Okay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That part of it. That part of, uh, what was his name? Huh? I want to know how he discovered that that was his thing. He's like, you know what I really like? People digging holes and starving. Well, he liked torturing women. It was just the torture aspect of it? It was the torture aspect. Because he would bring them home and he would have sex with them. And then he would put them down in the basement and just torture them repeatedly in various ways. So that was the aspect of it. And when he was discovered, they Mm -hmm. found a woman in his kitchen in various places. (gasps) No! Like, not like, oh, she was walking to the fridge and then she stood at the sink. (laughs) No, there was something in the oven. There was something on the stove top. There was something in the refrigerator. And there were still parts of her on the kitchen table. And he, the reason that he cut her up is because she um, talked back to him and he got mad. Heaven forbid. Yep. Women having voices and speaking back. 
Yep. So that's why that part of it, isn't it? I know. And that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a true story. That's disgusting. Was he like punished soundly? I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm sure he got multiple counts of life in prison. I I don't, I honestly don't know. I don't remember all the details. I just remember the gruesome part of the story because my favorite murder covered it. Oh, shout out to my favorite murder. I'm going to have to go find that episode. No, yeah. I don't think I want to. That's gross. It's, like, it's pretty bad. There are some murder stories that I'm like, oh, interesting. But this, that's just like, mm-hmm. oh, not interesting. Yeah, it's pretty just bad. Gross. He, you know, he picked out his victims very carefully to make sure that nobody would miss them if they went away for a while, you know. <clears throat> so that's why he See, picked guys, sex this is workers. Why you have friends. And you Lots of always stress. tell them where you're going. And you never meet anybody in the dark. You meet in public places. Like, I see y'all right. out there getting your Craigslist, like, vintage goodies. <laughs> I see y'all. And this is why, and you want to know what? I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, you know what? This is an antique piece that I would like to purchase from this random person on Craigslist. I ain't meeting them at their house. You know where I tell people to meet me? The police station parking lot. Oh, that's a good idea. Because they we don't mind you doing do, it. Like, we usually do, like, the Target... Um, parking lot oh, we've or done a gas too. station or something, but that's a really smart idea, Aaron. You probably just saved some Thank lives. You. Meet at the Thank police you. station because the cops don't mind it if you tell them that you're meeting someone there. Especially if you're like a single, like tiny little female, mm-hmm. they're like, "Yes, please, we're here." <clears throat> and that way, if they're going to try to myrtleize you, you know, there are people right there <laughs> trying to myrtleize you. Yeah, is that like they're cops right there? Remember our little lady Myrtle from last week, Myrtle. Yeah, little Myrtle. See, I've decided that I have to adopt a cat now and name it Myrtle. <laughs> John doesn't know this yet, but it's happening. <clears throat> well, you can do that when you come here because we're going to go to Java Cat's <laughs> Cafe. Yes. Is it is it scary that I already looked to see, like, what is the airline policy on returning with an animal? <laughs> well, like considering a that my moment. husband works for the, like, most – famous airline out of Atlanta, we could probably mm-hmm. like get him to handle it. Like smuggle it on. Not smuggle it on, no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They you have to make sure that the freaking pilot knows that there's an animal down there or they won't turn the yeah. air on. It'll just be freezing oh, it'll just and they'll die. Mm-hmm. So they have to know that's that cool. there's something I'm just living. It's an emotional support thing. They're like, look, listen. Yeah. If this lady can come in here with a peacock, I certainly can leave with a cat. Just sit there and pet it for the whole trip. I <laughs> bought <laughs> nobody else. Didn't somebody you. bring a horse on too? Wasn't that a story? What the crap? How do you get a horse on it a It was pony? like a mini pony or something oh. that she brought on as her emotional support animal. I'm pretty sure I that I, I saw that somewhere. Hold on. My personal favorite animal on a flight is when they when they fly pandas around because the pandas they don't put like in like like the little ones yeah they just plop them in a seat yeah you know, someone who rides the <laughs> who's in the plane with them I want to be a panda flight companion like that would be I such a fun too. I want to be on that plane that would be the most like fun plane ride ever hello panda is your name Horton Horton here's a who hey okay Horton? here's ten bizarre emotional support animals that people have actually owned ducks. There's a little duck on the plane. I, I actually got that one. Though. Ducks are cool. Ducks are cool. They hug and stuff too. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Kangaroos. 
Not as cool. <laughs> Frightening. Let's see. Squirrels. I mean, I Those love squirrels. Precious. I would, yeah. Florida man fights to keep emotional support squirrel. <laughs> Bless him, though. That's sweet. Here it is. Miniature horses. Oh, my gosh. I told How you. How do keep the poop under control on a plane? I don't know. I mean, they have those little, like, things. Like, if you go on a, well, you know, if you go on a, like, horse-drawn carriage ride, they have yeah. a little, like, sling thing that hangs under their butt so it catches the poop. Poor horses. <laughs> yeah, somebody tweeted this picture and it says, there is such a thing as a service pony and I want one. <laughs> yeah. My little girl dreams can come true. Capuchin monkeys. <gasps> okay. I would want that just for a day because I don't want to deal with like the, you know, pooping. What? Like the pooping part. But no. Well, did you know, I actually I read an article about this recently that there are people who are training capuchin monkeys to be service animals for people who are disabled because yeah. they're so nimble with their fingers and they yeah. can learn all kinds of stuff. So they are training them. And then when the monkeys are about 10 years old, they get assigned to a family and they live as a service animal. So they can like open doors and they can open canned goods and they can button buttons and zip zippers and they can like push oh buttons gosh. and do all this stuff. So people who don't have use of their arms basically can have a capuchin monkey as a service animal and it just lives with them forever because they also live to be really old. Yeah. So like, like women could get one because we don't often have use of our arms. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, and the the organization that trains them um, maintains them for the rest of their lives. So like all the doctor's so visits, cool. anything like that, like they handle all of that. I thought that was the oh, coolest thing ever. That's so cool. As long as people are treating them nice because they're such sweet little babies. What is this? It's a pig <gasps> in a flight in a like pilot's hat and a tutu. Is it wearing a tutu? <laughs> it's wearing a tutu. Yep. See, that's I don't have an experience like this. If I don't run into some random amazing animal at the airport this time, I might be sad. Because that would make my whole day. There's the turkey. <laughs> Look at him and popping up between the seats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's up up there? What movie are you watching? Did you get the <laughs> vegan tray? I want the vegan tray. <laughs> Domestic goats. Nice. Turtles. Yes. I don't, I, now hedgehogs. Oh. Now, yes. I yeah. want a hedgehog so bad. They're so freaking cute. They, they don't are. live very long, though. That's the sad part. <sighs> but they are cute. They are cute. I'll just have to have my little Hank Horton. Hank Horton. Hank Horton. <laughs> So I guess we should get scary. Do you want to get scary? Let's get scary. <laughs> I think you're first, right? I'm first. Yeah. Which is fine and good because I have a shorter story this week, but it's, it's a good one. And I really like, I got to be honest after last week's story, I was like, listen, Erin, <laughs> you need something that's not going to make you feel unsafe walking around where every shadow in your house or <laughs> Let, let's let's take a step back here. I'm talking to my mom about the story and how terrifying it was. And she was like, oh, well, I mean, there's something in every house. And I was like, yeah, but not evil. And she's like, no, not evil. And she's like, remember when Gideon used to say that there was a man with a bloody face standing on the stairs? 
What? Oh, I had blocked that memory, <laughs> apparently. But I remember when he was maybe like two, three years old, he would run up the stairs. But when he would get to the top of the stairs, he'd do a big loop, like around something is what it looked like. And I just- In the house you live in now? Yeah, the house I live in now. And we finally were like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't want to run into the man. And I said, what man? And he goes, the man with blood on his face. <laughs> oh my like, Jesus. So oh I'm remembering that and being like, well, see, I just kind of chalk that up to like wild child imagination. But I mean, where would that imagination come from? Where like, would he have seen such a thing? A man with blood on his face. Well, his father, anytime we do a home improvement project. But, <laughs> 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 but no, I don't know. So then every like after after hearing that, I was every story I came across was like, and then the devil came. And I was like, you know. I can't do that this week. Mm-mm. I need something that's a little like less like, hey, you're going to get possessed and then try to murder someone. So that's what we've got this week. It's a little okay. less possessed. It's also a little lighthearted. A lighthearted ghost mean, stories. <laughs> it's not super lighthearted, but it's not like the devil is coming and he's here to collect your soul. Um, and it's also for one of our favorite listeners who, you know, may know this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't name names. (laughs) She'll know. You'll know when you hear the story. You'll know. Okay. So (laughs) our story begins about 80 years ago um, in a little like suburb area, like right outside of Chicago, right outside of Chicago. So if you didn't know who you were, you now know now. (laughs) (laughs) You now know now. That was the proper English. Yep. Um, there was a young man named Jerry Paulus, and he, being a young and single individual, <clears throat> wanted to go out and have a good time, you know, a night on the town. So he goes out, and back in 1939, the place to go where, you know, you go to dance halls, which I guess is like the, the olden day version of, like, clubs. Yeah. So instead of grinding on people, you'd be like, <laughs> you know? I don't yeah. know. That's just how I'm imagining it. So... He goes to this club quite a bit. It's a Liberty and Grove Hall, and he goes there quite a bit. And every time he goes there, he ends up seeing this woman outside, and she's beautiful. Gorgeous woman, blonde hair, like, you know, a figure that doesn't stop, white dancing dress, black shoes, and she's always outside. And he's a, like, he's a shy dude. So he, most of the time, just, like, scurries inside and, you know, dances with his friends, gets his groove on. But one night, he decides that it's time. It is time to man up. It's time to go and and talk to this girl. And he goes to her, and he introduces himself, um, asks what her name is, and she tells him. And he asks her if she'd like to go in and dance with him, and she agrees. And he says it's like love at first dance. I guess, because he'd seen her multiple times, but he just, he he was enamored. You know, they went inside, they danced for several hours. um, And he loved that she was just kind of different than all the other girls that he knew. Um, Kind of, kind of quiet and shy, but still kind of interesting. Like she shared um, about her life, where she lived, what she liked to do, her name. Um, But he noticed that she was kind of distant and he thought like, oh, it's, you know, it's because I'm such a manly man. You know, <laughs> she's shy in my presence. You know how, how you inflate mm-hmm. your own ego, right? So he's yeah. talking himself up. Um, but he also feels kind of bad for her because she's ice cold. She's freezing. 
Oh, and, God. And he can't figure out, like, how to warm this poor girl up, but he, they enjoy their night anyway. He spends a lot of time dancing with this woman named Mary. The end of the night, it's time to take her home. And he's like, you're not going to walk home in this cold, dark night by yourself. No, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to take you home. And she's already told him where she lives. So it's, you know, it's on his way. So they get in the car. And she says, I need you to go down Archer Road. And he's confused because Archer Road is like pretty far away from where she actually lives. And he's like, no, I'm going to take you home. And she says, listen. I need you to take me to Archer Road. So he begrudgingly agrees to take her. And they go up to, they're they're driving up Archer Road and they're kind of slowing down. And she says, I need you to stop right here. And he just slams on his brakes because she's frantic. And he looks out the window because there are no houses. And he's like, what? And they're parked or stopped right in front of uh, Resurrection Cemetery. And he said, what's going on? And she said, this is where I need to stop. But where I'm going, you cannot follow. She gets out of the car and he doesn't understand how she does it because he's looked out the other window and all of a sudden she's out of the car. He doesn't hear the door open, doesn't hear the door close. And she walks through the gate. Oh, my Jesus. Now he is like baffled. He's yelling, you know, Mary, come back. Mary, what are you doing? Mary. And she never comes back. He goes home. He's shaken. And he's like, you know what? That's wrong. She played this horrible prank on me after such a nice night. And I want an explanation. So remember, she had given him her address. So he goes to the address that she told him. And he's he's going to confront Mary for what, what she's done. And he bangs on the door. And an old woman answers and he says, I'm, I'm looking for Mary. Um, I need to talk to her. I was out with her last night and the old lady gives him kind of this look and she said, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think that's possible. And she closes the door on him and he's even more angry by this. He's just upset by the whole thing, like being blown off after being kind of embarrassed, you know, for this prank. He bangs on the door again and she opens the door and he said, listen, I spent the evening with your daughter, Mary. It has to be your daughter. She says she lived here. And the old woman invites him in and she says, "Uh, son, I'm sorry. Um, That's not possible. My daughter died years ago in a car accident on Archer Road, right in front of Resurrection Cemetery. And he's like, no, like this is a mistake. I'm at the wrong house. But as he's walking out, he happens to catch pictures on the mantle because this woman's a, you know, she's a, she's a mom. She's got pictures on her mantle and on the mantle is a picture of Mary and a picture from the day that Mary was buried. Mary was indeed dead. Mary had passed away in 1931 because what had happened was Mary was at a dance hall in a white dress and black dancing shoes. And she got into a fight with her boyfriend And the fight was bad enough that she said, you know what? I'm not going home with him. I'd rather walk home in the dark and in the rain and in the cold than spend another minute with him. Because you know how we get. We got to make a point. We got to leave. So she leaves and she is hit by a car. Oh, no. She doesn't die immediately. They don't think. They don't believe she died immediately. But the driver, instead of being a good person and staying and calling help for help, he left her. They never found the hit and run driver. She was, she, she did die. And then she was buried in resurrection uh, cemetery. So uh, Jerry 
maintained until the day he died in 1992 that he met Mary. Resurrection Mary is what they call her. And it is one of the most um, tangible stories about her. But for years, people in Chicago would go down Archer Road and they would often see a young woman wearing a white dress walking and they would offer to pick her up. And there are multiple instances where, you know, police officers, construction workers, people would stop and see this young girl and they'd be like, why is she walking by herself in the dark in a dress? So they pull over and they'd let her in the car. She'll get in, they'll drive, and then she would disappear. <laughs> She'd just vanish. Tons That's and creepy. tons of stories of her getting in the car. She would introduce herself, say hello tell them where she wanted to go. She often would want to go back to the dancing hall or she would want to go back to um, Resurrection Cemetery. Sometimes um, people would say that they'd be driving up the road and a woman in a white dress would run in front of the car and they would hit her because there was no way to stop, but then there'd be nothing behind them. There are police reports, people calling and saying, I hit a young woman on the road and I can't find her and I think she's hurt. Oh my God. But they could never find her. So this continued... All the time they would see, like, people would make these reports um, about Resurrection Mary being out there on Archer Road until 1989. Um, In 1989, an old couple was driving past the cemetery, and they see a young woman inside the cemetery holding on to the bars, screaming. She's trapped. Because, you know, the cemetery, they keep those gates high so you don't have Mm -hmm. prowlers in there and stuff. So they go home because 89, no cell phones. They go home, and they call the police, and they say, there is someone trapped in Uh, resurrection cemetery and you need to let her out she's very scared and she's yelling and um they said okay well we're you know we're gonna go check we're gonna find out they got other reports about it happening um so they went to the cemetery um they had the cemetery like the gatekeeper and the uh, the groundskeeper come and open things up and they looked no one was there but the iron gate and bear in mind like iron heavy iron gate is melted the paint is gone And in the iron are the handprints and fingerprints of a very young woman. So, Oh my God. Right. So they, uh, the the public all of a sudden is like, wait a minute, resurrection, Mary, are all the stories true? The people who own the cemetery, they went, no, 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 no. This isn't true. So they remove the bars. They take the bars down to just kind of remove any kind of like, speculation that something supernatural might be happening in their cemetery because you know when you die and you go to resurrection cemetery there is no in between it's to heaven and beyond like that's it (laughs) the community was irate that the bars were removed because there were so many questions that weren't answered like how did a young woman melt iron bars and bend them and warp them they came up with the story and said oh no no a construction worker hit the uh the gate with his truck and then he tried to use a uh, a blowtorch to fix it and they were like well how are there how is there how are there fingerprints and handprints in it small ones not a man's um so they petitioned to have the bars put back the bars were eventually put back which is weird they kept them it's so weird uh so and you can see yep so they the mm-hmm. they've painted over it multiple times They've tried to fix it, and every time they fix it, the bars go back into place. They go back to the way that they were before, handprints and everything, um, to the point that they eventually, and I think it was like 2012, they removed the bars completely, and then they had them uh, scrapped, like recycled, so that they wouldn't be there anymore. Um, The belief is that at some point 
in the 80s, there had been, the, the cemetery had been overcrowded. There were too many people, and like too many dead people. <laughs> so yeah. they started digging uh, coffins up and moving them. So they say, the, the legend goes. That can, that can never be a good thing. Right. Legend says that they moved her grave and she couldn't find it when she came back from one last night out on the dance hall with the living. And when she couldn't get back to her resting place, she ended up trapped in the cemetery. And that's why she was screaming because she was lost. Um, now, goodness knows whether that's true. But Resurrection Mary has not been seen by anybody since that night. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is the story. That's creepy. It is creepy, but it's um, not like demonic. Thank God. <laughs> no, but it's, it's sad too. It's very sad. It's really sad. What's I'm looking at pictures of the gate. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very obviously it's, it's warped and burned and like fingerprints. Yeah. Yep. The saddest part about it, like they've, when um, they were trying to figure out, (laughs) because there were two women named, uh, there was a Mary and a Marie. They both died the same year, same road. Uh, One was a hit and run. The other one was a car accident. They're both buried in Archer Cemetery, or uh, not Archer Cemetery, Archer Road and Resurrection Cemetery. They went to Jerry, um, the man who danced with Mary. Uh, mm-hmm. back in the day and he's an old old man and they they said listen we need to know what address you went to you've been telling the story for years but he was so old he couldn't remember the address so they were never able to tell if it was um mary or marie who was like a french girl apparently um, but he saw the pictures he saw the pictures yeah but he was i guess at that point nobody showed him any pictures they called him and asked him and he was like i don't yeah. remember because he was like old yeah. Because it was 92 when he died. And that was in the 90s that they started reaching out to him again. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, the belief is that it was, it was Mary that was hit by a car. But recently it was in, like I said, like 89 when that happened, people mm-hmm. started to say, wait a minute. What if it was this woman, Marie? But the problem with Marie is that she had brown hair and they described um, Resurrection Mary as being blonde. So, but I mean, maybe she had like mm. a ghostly hair appointment. She changed her hair. <laughs> she had to go get her hair did. Got yeah. But the story, I love the story so much because it's, it's a ghost who's, you know, she's obviously just, she's not ready to like move on. She's, she just wants to dance. She's just going dancing every night. She's getting rides with people. She doesn't hurt anybody. You know, she'll yeah. talk to you. You know, she, I mean, she danced with this man. Um, but that's uh, that's Resurrection Mary outside of Chicago. That's crazy. You very rarely hear stories where a ghost can manifest itself so much so that it passes yeah. as an actual person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, one of the best facets of the story is there's a there was a man that lived um, there in that area, and he was some kind of uh, scientist. And he also was head of a paranormal team and he got onto this paranormal team because of um, 
Resurrection Mary, and he did all this research and everything, and he just kind of kind of fell in love with her story, and he looked for her all the time, and he said he saw her and and all that, but eventually he he passed away. Um, and I think, and if you read about, I wish I would have written his name down, but I didn't because he's not really a part of the story. Um, if you read the way he talks about Mary, it's like all the times that he's seen her or he's had encounters with her, it's almost like he kind of fell for her because when he passed away, when he died of old age, he was buried then in resurrection cemetery with her. Like, really? Yeah. Cause he wanted to wow. be near her. Which That's kind of sweet. It is kind of sweet. It's a little weird. <laughs> But it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Well, people fall in love with all kinds of weird yeah. stuff. Like there's stories of marrying bridges. Yeah. You want to <laughs> fall in love with a ghost? Weird. Go for it. But uh, yeah, the maybe she weird. maybe she had that power on men because that guy Jerry fell in love with mm-hmm. her. He saw her over and over outside of the dance hall. Yeah, and, and it was primarily women that were hitting her, but men would stop and pick her up. Like all the stories wow. of her being a hitchhiker, because she's like she's considered the most most famous vanishing hitchhiker in the United States. Wow. Um, the people who pick her up are are always men, always on their way home from work, and it could just be like the time period that it happened because it was from right. like early '30s to late '80s. Um, you know, the men were the blue collar workers, and and I wonder too if she stood outside of that dance hall. Because she was not invited in. Maybe. Until Jerry invited her in. Maybe. It's very possible. And I think it's I think it's very interesting that that's where she kept she kept going and mm-hmm. that's just what she wanted to do. She just wanted to dance and then she didn't go home. She went back to the cemetery. So yeah. she knew she was dead. She just wasn't ready for it. Like she yeah. wanted to keep living her life because she was like twenty. Oh, wow. Just That's so sad. Yeah. So there you go. A little lighthearted, not super spooky. Yeah. I'm glad that was a little lighthearted because mine is not. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good balance. We, I, I was I was led in the right direction this week. <laughs> yeah. Mine is, um, mine's pretty creepy. And uh, it's still, it's still going on. Ooh. It's like an active thing it's it's pretty creepy um it's actually kind of famous online and some people have maybe heard of it um i want to get i want to get this open because when while i'm talking about stuff i want to show you pictures and i can post these on instagram and in the facebook group and stuff too um so this is the story of dear david (gasps) (laughs) dear david oh no dear david has taken twitter by storm it's a very well documented ongoing haunting of a man named adam hellis who lives in new york and he has documented the entire thing play by play on his twitter account yes which I have to giggle before I get into the serious business. I have to giggle because his Twitter handle is Moby underscore dickhead. Yes. <laughs> but he apparently is like a cartoonist mm-hmm. and a writer. Have you seen his and comics? They're yeah. hysterical. I love them. They are hysterical. He's really good. So he moved in. I know I'm already like, uh. freaked out. like this whole thing. <laughs> 
it's just, it's so creepy. See, now I feel okay. really good about Resurrection Mary because I didn't know you were <laughs> pulling that one out. I'm yep. very uncomfortable. Dear David. Okay. It's, it's really creepy. Have you looked at the pictures yep. and stuff that he's shared on Twitter? Yep. It's very scary. And the videos and... And the videos, yeah. So we're going to get into all of that. Okay. So like I said, this is ongoing and it's very recent. So this started on August 7th, 2017. So not even a year ago, this started. And it was a very simple, harmless tweet. Adam tweeted, so my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. What if we, that was the first listen, tweet. What have we said about ghost children and trying to kill people? This is like I know. this is like last week with Sally and Sally throwing a man out of his boots. Children don't throw people out of their boots. Ghost yeah. children aren't tra- dead children. No, ghost children are terrifying. I know. Gosh. Okay. All right. So that was the first tweet. That was August seventh, two thousand seventeen. So then he starts a thread that day and starts kind of explaining what's been happening for the past couple of weeks. So prior to that original tweet, he had been having really bad nightmares, sleep paralysis, very like vivid nightmares about a child with a dented head. <gasps> um, I know he said, so, okay. So Adam in real life in his apartment, he had a little plastic green rocking chair that he kept in his room. And in his dreams, he would see this child with the dented head sitting in the rocking chair, staring at him while he slept. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he had another dream in this time period where he met a girl in a library and the girl asked him, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? And he said, yes. Um, And she said, he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you say Dear David first. Um, But don't ask a third question or he'll kill you. So he's like, okay, this is weird. Like he's, he's having such vivid dreams, right? About this weird dented head kid. So a couple weeks go by, he has another dream. David visits him in this dream. And so he decides to ask him questions. See, I wouldn't have asked questions. So he says, I know, I'd be like, can you just go away? That would be the question yeah. I would ask. Can you just leave? Okay. Um, so he says, dear David, how did you die? And David said, there was an accident in a store. Dear David, what happened in the store? And David said, a shelf was pushed on my head. And then without even thinking about it, he immediately goes, who pushed the shelf? And David didn't answer. And then he realizes that he's asked a third question and he didn't preface it with dear David. So, of course, now he's a little scared. And this is all in his dream, but he's living it like he's feeling all of this like it's real. Um. So when all of this started happening, he was living in, I know, oh my God, <laughs> creeped out. he was living in the lower apartment in a two-story apartment building. Mm-hmm. And it was a really small house. Like he had the downstairs apartment. And in this time, when all of this started happening, the apartment above him goes empty and he decides to move upstairs because it's bigger. So he moves upstairs and things start to escalate. Um... For, well, actually, for the first couple of months after moving, nothing happened. He didn't have dreams, anything like that. So he's like, maybe I left it downstairs, whatever. But then when things come back, they amp up. So starting in August, when he posted that first tweet, his cats at midnight every night would gather around the door of his apartment and start meowing. 
and pawing at something and trying to peek under the threshold of the door every single night they would do it at exactly midnight every night. And he started posting pictures and video of this. Um, So after this had gone on for about four nights, he of course is too scared to open the door. He doesn't want to open the door. Obviously. So he decides to take a picture through the peephole. And I'm going to screen share with Erin so she can see it. scare me? (laughs) So this is the picture that he shares. It's really hard to see on here. So if you look kind of closely right here, there's like an oval shaped head and a person. And there's the eyes. One, two. There's mouth. Oh, gosh. Standing by the banister. Okay. It's like, it's almost like a shadow. You can't really see it very well. But it's there's something there like it's not it's not a shadow cast by the light because there's another picture next to it where you can see how the shadows fall and it's not part of the shadow. So there's an additional something there that's only about as high as the banister. So it's really small, like a tiny child. Right. So he sees this and of course it freaks him out and he thinks he's like he's making stuff up like his eyes are playing tricks on him, whatever. Um. So he tries to just go to sleep. He's like, whatever. But they, the cats continue to do this every single night at midnight for several nights in a row. So three days later, he posts on Twitter again. And he says that he's starting to use an app on his phone that will turn on when there's a sound. And it'll start recording for like 15 seconds or something. And he said he started using this when he sleeps just to see if there's anything happening because he's starting to hear like bumps and things like things that go bump in the night, whatever. So it picked up 33 recordings. Oh, is that all? Three of which, three of which were really interesting. And I can put these in the Facebook group so you guys can hear them. But one of them sounded like a snap or a step and a bump. Um, One of them sounded like electricity kind of staticky. And then another one sounded like a snap and then a growl. And it's very creepy. He put them up on SoundCloud so you can actually hear them. Um, August 20th, he had a dream about David. And in this particular dream, David grabbed him by the arm and dragged him, which he thought was really odd because David is a small child and he's a grown man. He's like, I don't know how he did it, but it was in a dream. So he didn't think anything of it. But when he woke up the next morning, he had a bruise on his arm. Oh, no. So now things are getting a little crazy because David is starting to physically touch him and he's in his house. He's not just outside. He's not just in his dreams. Like David is in his house. Okay. August 25th, he says the cats have started circling the door and meowing earlier (sighs) around 1030 at night. And then his phone starts ringing right after this happens. And he gets multiple calls in a row that all say no caller ID back to back to back to back to back constantly. So he (laughs) he decided at first that he wasn't going to answer it. But after several of these calls. He's like, you know what? If it's a telemarketer, I just need to answer, tell him to take me off the call list, whatever. So he answers and it's not a telemarketer. So when he picks up, he says, hello. And there's nothing. And he's waiting and he hears what he said sounds like very faint, distant breathing. 
And then that electricity sound that he heard in the middle of the night on his app. And then just before he hangs up, he hears a childlike voice very faintly say, hello. No. (laughs) Time to change numbers, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, that freaked him out. It would freak me out, too. He said it was an almost inaudible tiny voice that said hello. And he said it wasn't a question. It was just a flat statement. Like, I'm letting you know that I'm here. No. Yeah. Because, you know, when you normally say hello, you're like, hello? And it's like a question. But this was just like, hello. Like, here we are. This is happening. Okay, we're still in the first month of all this happening. And so far, this is like, it's it's escalating very quickly. Um, I feel like Ron Burgundy, that escalated quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't help it, sorry. Um, Okay, so on August 28th, he tweets that he set up a nanny cam that detects motion Mm -hmm. and sound. And partly the reason for this is because for his job, he travels and he wanted to keep an eye on his cats. He's a cat Mm -hmm. man. (laughs) He wanted to keep an eye on his cats while he was traveling. And so he set up this nanny cam and he decided he'd set it up a few days before he goes out of town just to make sure that it's working and he can see. So basically anytime there's a motion or a sound detected, it will ping his phone because he has the app on his phone and he can pop in and view live what's happening and he can record it. So he sets this up and for a while, nothing happens. It would ping and it would just be the cats moving around, playing, whatever. And then he saw it ping and he thought nothing happened. But when he watched it again, he saw the green chair in his bedroom start rocking. No! No! (laughs) By itself. No! Yep. So... And then about 30 minutes later, right next to the green rocking chair, there is a bookshelf. And at the top of the bookshelf on the wall, he has a turtle Mm -hmm. shell mounted. And about 30 minutes after the chair rocked by itself, the turtle shell gets knocked off the wall. So I'm going to show Aaron. Look. (laughs) (laughs) And the chairs. There's, There's no way that it would rock by itself. Like the way that the chair is positioned even if it's a lightweight chair, I don't think air conditioning could come on and make it move. A cat didn't no. walk by. Like, there's literally nothing that could have made that no. chair move. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty creeptastic. Um, okay, so, of course, yeah. that freaks him out. All right, so then September 5th. So now we're like a month into this thing, right? The nanny cam picks up one of his cats freak out. And hop over something that wasn't there. What? The cat sits, is sitting on the rug, mind its its own business, being a cat. And then it kind of like jumps up onto its hind legs and it hops over something. No. See, if your cats start acting like that, it's time to move. You'll see this little guy right here. Just sitting there being a cat. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. What the? He's like, what the hell? And also, can we just make a note of how cute that cat is with three legs? That is cute. He's just cute. What's he looking at? But yeah. I know. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Just wait. Um, And then, this was in the same day. Then he gets a video that shows his cute little three-legged cat standing up. His name's Maxwell. I don't know why the video is not playing. 
Um, he was standing up on his hind legs, looking at something. Obviously there's something going on. Um, there's a video, but I don't know why the video is not playing. I may have saved the wrong link, but anyway, he stands up on his hind legs and he swats mm-hmm. at something and there's nothing there. The cat just stands up on the couch on his hind legs nope. and like swats. Time to move. Um, so these th- kind of things mm-hmm. go on for weeks. Like his nanny can pick stuff up like throughout the day. His cat's just being weird. It's mostly Maxwell, apparently the one with three mm-hmm. legs. That's so cute. Apparently he's like more receptive to this or something. I don't know, but he's also the more talkative one. So in a lot of the videos, it's Maxwell that's mm-hmm. meowing a lot, but it's just weird behavior, right. you know, weird um, things fall off the wall, the shelves, they get pushed off the shelves. The cats act weird. He has scary dreams, whatever. Like this goes on for a while. So finally he asks a friend of his who knows about stuff like this, um, to come over and cleanse the house with sage. So she does, she comes over, she sages the house and it seemed to help because for a week or so nothing happened. But then in October, he started having electrical problems unexplained electrical problems. He would put brand new bulbs into lamps and they would burn out in like a couple of days. His TV would flicker on and off in the middle of the night on its own. And it wasn't like it would come on and there would be a show on. It would just flicker. Lovely. This is like poltergeist crap. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So November 6th, things amp up. He dreams about David again. And in the dream, he sees David sitting in the green chair, staring at him. But Adam can only move his arms. So he's like sleep paralysis, right? He can only move his arms. So in the dream, he grabs his phone and starts taking pictures as David moves closer and closer and closer to him. Okay. He said that David's eyes roll to the back of his head until they're solid white. And that's when Adam wakes up. (laughs) So in the morning, just for shits and giggles, he checks his phone no, and guess no, what? No, 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 He's got pictures. No. Yep. So he thought this was a dream. But apparently. No. It was not. So he found pictures on his phone that were taken. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is one of them. You can't really make it out, but like I if you look right it. here, Aaron, at the top. I can see it. Yep. So that's what he sees. He sees, it looks like David. It looks like a face. You can see the eyes. It's very oh, childlike. No. It's very, very dark, but you can make it out. Like these are set, like there's yeah. one. Do you see him oh, right no. here? I mean, it's like full no. body. It's, ah, <laughs> it's time to move. I didn't know. Updating. Yeah. This. Oh, and let me go back to that because you can see if you look at this one. Hold on. Look oh, at his head. No. Do you see it? You can see the dent in his head. Okay. And it's exactly the way so, he drew um, it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, so that's for he's like, all right, seriously, like he's been in my room while I'm sleeping. This is yeah. really creepy and this has been going on for like several months now um so remember he had moved to the upstairs apartment at this point so um november 17th he tweets that he heard a thumping sound above his apartment 
but there's not an upper apartment. There's supposedly nothing up there, but like attic space or not even that. He didn't know that there was anything up there. He thought it was the roof. So he hears thumping in the middle of the night and he found a crawl space where he has a picture of it right outside of his doorway. The stairs go down. And then above that, you can see where the roof line is because it's really, really high. But there's like a three foot wide by about 10 or 15 foot space that's been boxed off. And it's a crawl space. And there's a little like trap door thing in it. And he never really noticed it before. Right. Because it's kind of high up. So um, he decides that he is going to order a really long stick from Amazon so he can open the trap door. And in the meantime, he goes on vacation and he had to wait for the stick to be delivered when he comes back. So November 28th, he's home again, back from vacation. He reports waking up to the sound of a loud bumping coming from above his apartment at least 15 times. He said it sounded like somebody was dropping a bowling ball over and over again. Um, and then he heard what sounded like a small creak on the stairs, like the sound made when you put your foot down and it's like, you know, a little creak. And he heard that outside of his door. So the next morning he goes out there and he looks up at the crawl space and the trap door had a little string or something hanging out of it. Like it had been opened and then closed on something, which was not there the day Mm. before. So something had been in the crawl space, right? And just below that on the stairs was like a little area of like dust or dirt right below it. Mm. Okay. So then he gets his long stick. He opens the hatch and a small child's shoe falls out. What? Like an old leather shoe, not like kids or something that our kids wear today. It was old and leather And very tiny. And it fell out of the hatch when he lifted it. He freaked out because he actually posted a video of it. He put up his camera and he lifted it and you can see something fall. And he said it freaked me out because I thought it was like a rat or something that fell out. But it was a shoe and he holds it up and it's like, dear David's little shoe. Yeah. And then he gets his landlord to come and check it out. And his landlord gets up there with a ladder and starts fiddling around and he found a marble that a child would have played with forever ago. Okay. So mid December, he decides to download another app to his phone. And this particular app takes a photo every few seconds throughout however long you want it to run. So he decided that he would set it up so that it's facing where he sleeps and it would snap a picture throughout the night. I would want to know. So he just left it running. Um, Well, I'm going to show you. Would you want to know? Would you want to set that up in your (laughs) house and like the, I, I, I think at this point That's he's true. got enough proof that would be like, I just need to move out and like get rid of this thing. I don't think I would need further evidence at this point. I mean, he's already got pictures yeah. of this kid, right? He's woken up with bruises. He's heard the thumping around upstairs and he finds a shoe up there that obviously belonged to his Like he's got enough evidence. I don't, he right. doesn't need any more. Okay. So he sets up this thing and the very first night that it runs, he captures some really interesting pictures. Um, so initially 
it's like this, Aaron. There's him sleeping on his bed. There's a couch over here. And the, the way that his room is set up, there's a couch that faces his bed. So the first several pictures, the vast majority of them were just him in the room. And then all of a sudden he gets <gasps> this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is very clearly a toddler with a dented head, a ratty old t-shirt, standing on the sofa, looking at Adam. Very clearly. It's not a see-through ghosty apparition. It is a child. And then it gets better. The child's still there. Now it looks like he's laying down on the couch. Now he's moving over here. Finally, he's standing on the bed. Oh, no. Right here. Nope. I'd be in therapy for months. And then <gasps> this one, he's looking oh, at God. the camera. No way. <laughs> and then finally... This one, there's his head, there's his ear. It's like an up close, like he bumped into the camera oh with his head. Gosh. You can see his ratty hair. You can see his weird skin and it doesn't look like flesh, right? But it's not see-through either. It's very it's weird. so weird. It's so freaking weird. So this was the one, like the damaged ear. It's just, it's weird. Okay. It's creepy. Like, these two in particular with him standing and he over is a him, little bit not not solid too i mean especially the that one right like look at this one yeah this one you can almost yeah. kind of see through his head a little bit but he's very much there like it's not made oh my up gosh. he's very much there <clears throat> yeah okay we're gonna get through this i know this is a lot like this is heavy so at Christmas time, he goes to Montana to visit his family. He doesn't have a whole lot of stuff with David happen. He doesn't have any dreams or whatnot, but he wakes up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And the first night that he does that, he has just that weird feeling like somebody's watching him, you know, like it's right. just this weird thing. And he hears rustling outside of his window and he looks out the window and he doesn't see anything. And he's like, you know what? I'm in Montana. There's animals out here, whatever. Right. No big thing. The next night it happens again. He gets up and goes to the bathroom and he feels that weird presence again. And he looks out the window and he swears this time that he sees like something go around the side of the house. And he convinces himself that it's just an animal again. He's like, whatever. So the next morning when he gets up and the sun is shining, he sees footprints in the snow outside of his window. And he's like, all right, whatever. It's a deer. It's an elk. It's whatever. So he gets dressed and he goes outside to investigate it. And it's clearly shoe shaped, tiny little child shoe shaped footprints leading away from his bedroom in the snow. And they just disappear what? into the woods. Why? Oh, yeah. So that's when he realizes that this is not an attachment to the apartment. It's an attachment to him because oh, it followed no. him to Montana. Okay. So, January 2nd, after Christmas, he's back in his apartment. And this time he has a really horrible nightmare about David. Um, he's still running the app that takes pictures on his phone. Um, in this particular dream, David hovers over him while he's sleeping. And his mouth is moving faster than it should be. And Adam says, suddenly he plummeted downward and I felt this huge pressure oh crash into my chest. I woke up gasping. The wind completely knocked out of me. I sat up and looked around frantically, heaving for air, but there was nothing. The last photo 
that he took showed something you read. This one's really freaking scary. There's Adam and there's David on top of him with his arm around him. It's like he's hovering, though. Yeah. He said when he woke up, he caught his breath, retrieved his phone, and this was the last photo of that encounter. David is hovering over him with his arm around him. Um, on January 16th, mind you, this is only like a month ago, January 16th, um, he started reporting that he start he started losing time. Um, like he'll be sitting there in his house and he realizes that an hour has passed and he doesn't know what he's done for the past hour. He just loses time. And he, and he has started asking his friends to repeat themselves and they haven't said anything. So he's starting to hear things. Weird things are happening. February 14th, just a week or so ago, was the last Twitter update. Um, And it's just a video of his cat staring at the front door and meowing. And that's, it's still ongoing. So it's amped up. What is going on? So that is the incredibly terrifying true account of Dear David. And um, I will link to his Twitter so you guys oh can go gosh. and see all of the pictures and the videos and read all of his updates. And st- like, it's it's creepy shit. It's scary, scary, scary because he I mean, it's so yeah. well documented. And he's got all of these incredible like, honestly, from a paranormal perspective, yeah. the pictures are incredible, but they're equally freaking terrifying because it's this weird dented head kid that is physically coming to him and standing over his bed and touching him and just, Oh Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they don't know. That was something that I remember looking at when he, cause I had, I had followed that story a little bit when he first started talking about dear David. Um, But they couldn't Uh find anybody like at least not, in records, public records of there, there was nothing about a little boy in the area. No, he said that he looked into right. like he lives in New York. So, you know, the libraries, yeah. they're very good. And he had access to all these and he's also into journalism and stuff. So he has access to like newspapers and all this stuff. And he could not find anything about a child um, dying in that apartment or even in that area or being murdered or anything like that. Um, there was nothing. He's been contacted by ghost adventures and all these other things and they want to do stuff. And he's like, I'm, he said, I don't want to, you know, bring any more energy into this place than is necessary. Um, So at this point, it's almost like a routine for him where he knows that around 10 o'clock at night, his cats are going to go to the door and start meowing and pawing at stuff. And then David's going to come visit at night. And he like, it's just kind of a routine. He comes home from work and things have been knocked off shelves and, it's how he's living his life now. And the fact that it's now starting to physically affect him where he's losing time and he's that's hearing terrifying. voices. That's that is terrifying. That's like on the verge yeah. of possession. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yeah. I maintain what I say. Child ghosts don't make yeah. sense to it's me. It's <laughs> like I. No, they don't. I mean, It's just, yeah, he made a storify of all of his Dear David threads and you can go and scroll through that. But um, yeah, the last the last thing that he posted, like I said, was about a week ago. 
uh, well, about two weeks ago now from the time of recording this, but it's just this video of his cat. It's Maxwell staring at the door, meowing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, something's there. That's it's very pretty creepy. creepy. I mean, he's got like, there's another one from January 28th of Maxwell. He's just always at the door. Meowing. It's very weird. It's just weird. Oh, this is one I didn't talk about. So January 16th, this is weird, but he went to lunch with a friend of his and he posted pictures on his Instagram story. And after he posted it, he started having people message him that his story was weird and he pulled it back up. And this was the picture that went up and it's very distorted um, over his eye. It's almost like another head in front of his head that wasn't there when he took the picture. So it's just, it's weird. Like there's so much stuff that happened that continues to happen. There's the, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's bad. Um, there's the footprints in the snow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, it's, I would definitely not no. be in that no. house personally. I wouldn't live there. But I mean, I certainly wouldn't be able to, to sleep. What's he gonna, what do you do at that point? I know. I know. I know. It's weird. I mean, he's going to have to have like, yeah, exactly. Well, that's terrifying. Um, yeah. There's the oh shoe. I mean, it's an old, like yeah. old, old child shoe. It's not something that you would find at any time right. in the, in my lifetime. Like, I don't know that, you know, mm. those have been made. So anyway, it's, it's pretty creepy. So, uh, that's terrifying. Yep. Oh yeah. And his apartment, you know, like a lot of, a lot of apartment buildings, like you can chalk it up to like the neighbors making noise and this, that, and the other thing. But the way that his apartment is, it's literally one room downstairs, one room upstairs. That's it. So the stuff that he's hearing at night outside of his apartment, it's not like neighbors right. going into their door or anything like that. There are no other apartments there. Oh my God. It's just his. So it's just, there's so much activity. I mean, th- he, there's a warehouse down the street from him that he dreamed about. And when he um, walked by there the next morning, the gate was open for the first time in forever. And there was a hearse inside of it. It's just, it's so odd. Yeah. He went to Japan on vacation in October and he found Mm -hmm. this statue in Japan and there was a baby on the statue that looks like David. Dented head and everything. It's just, it's odd. It's just so freaking weird. Like the whole thing. I don't, I can't explain it. I mean, I I can sit here and be a skeptic all day long, but he's got freaking pictures and it doesn't look like any kind of picture that you yeah. could Photoshop. He's got the videos and everything like it's I don't know. It's just really, really, really strange. There's Maxwell. Look at him. That's not a bug or anything. Cats don't just do that. I mean, he's yeah. watching something. You can see his head looking up. <laughs> I love that cat. <laughs> He's awesome. He's so cute with his little three legs. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's the ongoing haunting of Dear David wow. and Adam Ellis. 
I called him Adam Hellas at the beginning. Apparently, that was a really bad typo. <laughs> it's Adam Ellis, not oh. Hellas. <laughs> he uh, he's yeah. living in hell in That's his apartment, though. Terrifying! Oh my gosh. Mm. Woo. Yep. Yep. I'm freaked that one out. freaks I'm me really out. Really glad I chose an easy story this week because now I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I will share pictures and video and stuff. I'll probably just link to his Twitter thread and you guys can go check it out. Cause it's very like, he keeps people updated. I really wish he had posted something like today <laughs> while we're, you know, yeah. so I could see it while we're recording. But yeah, the last update was on Valentine's day and that was the video of the cat at the door meowing and whatnot. I haven't seen anything since then. So I'll keep checking. And by the time this airs, if I see anything updated, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes or in the Facebook group or whatever. Cause yeah, I'm going to definitely keep following I'm it. Not. <laughs> I want to know. Oh, I want to know what gosh. happens. Time so, to get a priest. Yep. All right, guys. <laughs> An yep. old priest and a young priest. I feel like we need something happy to talk about. I don't want to end it on something so awful uh, and scary. No, no, no. <laughs> What's your good news? I found my watch. I'm real happy about that. Yay! <laughs> she lost her Apple Watch. It was a traumatizing couple of days of not having my, you know, first world privilege. <laughs> um, but it's back. And now I know what time it is, what appointments I have. And, you know, how and fast it was my, right where you've looked and it was where I looked, which is weird. <laughs> so whatever. She found it in her robe pocket after she'd pocket. already looked there. She said it was Jesus. <laughs> it was. It's Jesus. It's what happened. Um, my good news is that as of the day of recording this, which is the 22nd of February, my daughter is 16 years old. Happy birthday. Yay. Happy Yay. birthday, Marley. Sweet 16 and bless her heart. She's sick again. Bless this her. Child gets sick on her birthday every year. It sounds like my son. It's tradition. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things of, you know, one of the perks of having a February birthday. Yep. <laughs> you get sick. Yep. So, but yeah, she's 16. Yay. It's awesome. I remember being 16. Oh, what good times. <laughs> good times. Well, well, that's it, guys. I'm going to go down. We're done. I'm going to go hide somewhere and cry. Holy Go cow. cleanse yourself. Yeah. Sage all around. It'll just be like yeah. a cooking sage, though. Like, I'm just going to shake it onto my body. Yeah. There's a place in Pont City Market that sells, like, um gems and stuff like that like crystals and all that and they also have the sage bundles which look i might have to go buy a couple of those (laughs) (laughs) just keep them in the house i'll give you one giant joints like to be completely they really do i know they really do like ah they might be who knows i don't know that i want to try smoking one but we i feel like we should have each have a bundle of sage and then every time yeah every time we record an episode we just sage around (laughs) us really quick and we're good it's all good well that's what i told i told my mom that i was like no i can't buy an old house i'm gonna have to get 
um, get land and build a house and have a you know have the Pope come out with a holy hose and <laughs> sprinkle <laughs> the land. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, wow. All right, guys. Well, stay spooky. Uh, remember to email us your ghost stories, your weird stuff. Yeah. Girls and ghouls podcast at gmail.com. And uh, oh, I do have good news. We both do. Our website is up. Oh, yeah. Good news. We totally didn't even think, yeah. <laughs> like. Girls and ghouls.com. Girls and ghouls.com. It's super cute. You have to go see it. Aaron took the cutest freaking picture for our homepage, and it's awesome. And I love it so much. So you have to go check it out. All of the episodes will be listed there. The first three are already up. We do have really cute merch with our sweet little Pearl. Yeah. Ghosty girl. She's so cute. So yeah, go check it out. We hope you guys love it. Um, We're excited about it. Yeah. It's so funny how this very quickly turned into like a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. A fun (laughs) thing. My favorite thing. It's a fun thing. Yep. So um, stay spooky and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.